really just look at a lot of the tendencies. I just try to feel it out. I try to put myself in the game and act like, you know, I'm going against that tackle. And I just try to visualize it in my head and just touching tight ends and smashing tackles. <laughs> there you go. Smashing <laughs> By the way, that sounds like Gronk. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, I think, Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Yeah, that's got Hutchinson. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> and Brett Bartno along with Austin Lane and Brian Middleton here on a Friday. We're live at TPC Sawgrass, by the way, the Players' Championship. And uh, sorry, we took a little bit of a hit there for a couple of minutes and back at it. So I guess uh, in the building, some of our stations went out for a couple of minutes. But we are back and uh, live on ESPN 690 until 6 o'clock. And right now we are joined by the men's basketball coach at Jacksonville University, Jordan Mincy. And uh, good to talk to Coach. Congratulations on the win last night. A perfect record at home, the 20th victory. Man, that's awesome to see. Uh, what a phenomenal year. But it's not over yet, Coach. Yeah, it's not over yet. Thank you for, for having me on the show. Well, how did you do it last night? Uh, you guys obviously built a lead and, and hung on to that lead, and the home crowd doesn't hurt. You know, our guys were focused um, from the tip. You know, they came out. Um, they did a great job of executing the game plan, and it always helps when, you know, you're, you're at home at Swisher. Our fans are unbelievable. Our students do a great job of, um, you know, really giving the opposing team a hard time, and for us, it's unbelievable, um, unbelievable on-court events. Well, and 15-0 uh, and, and 20 wins, I mean, those are some magic numbers. You're a guy trying to create a culture here, trying to flip this thing around, and you're doing things that, quite frankly, have never been done. I think the, the basketball team, despite all the history and tradition, has never gone 15-0 and at home. Uh, what a way to set the table for not only the rest of this year, but what's to come under Jordan Mincy. Right, this, this year has been fun. You know, we, we talk about trying to make history, but, uh, you know, history is one day at a time. You know, we challenge ourselves as a program, uh, the staff, players, everybody who was involved with our program, to just take every day uh, step by step and not to get, not to look too much into the past and not look too much into the future, but kind of live in the moment. And for us, um, like I said, we're happy where we're at, but at the same time, we're still hungry and we want to continue to kind of see how this journey and where it takes us. Coach, you know, when it comes to the game of basketball, obviously to score points, it does take some sort of talent. But defense, to me, is all about a mindset um, and getting your guys to buy in. And I think if anything this year, this team exemplifies the fact that they have bought in to what you're bringing to the table. What did that take to make them buy in? I mean, was it just in terms of conditioning, just nonstop running, ladders, suicides, whatever the case may be? Or how did you get them to buy in so quickly? You know what? All the credit goes to our guys. You know, you, you got to have a, a certain level of sacrifice, um, whether it's, it's statistics or whatever it may be. But these guys have been sacrificed. You know, um, they want to win. But at the same time, we built a roster with, you know, different people from, whether it's from a junior college transfer to Division One transfers or incoming high school freshmen. All of these guys had to sacrifice in one, one way or another. And so, for, you know, we talk about our culture, but our culture is our, is our guys. It's the way that, you know, they play for one another. They're connected every time we touch the floor. And our defense kind of takes on that, that family feel that we talk about and that we preach daily. 
Jordan Mitzi with us, JU Men's basketball coach, coming off a win last night, and now it's on to the semis of the A-Sun Men's basketball tournament. Uh, the Jacksonville Dolphins beating Central Arkansas 79-69, to and next up it's Jacksonville State on the road. And hey, this is what it's all about in March, Coach. you got two more W's to get to make it to the NCAA tournament, but it's the top four teams in the A-Sun all season long have made it to this point. Should be two phenomenal basketball games tomorrow in the A-Sun. Yeah, the A-Sun, uh, you know, it's never an off night, whether it's, you know, different uh, styles of play or, or different coaching styles. It's always something uh, to look forward to. And so, you know, we have a battle on our hands. You know, we're going down to Jacksonville State. Uh, we lost down there before, but at the same time, we felt like we didn't play our best basketball. And so, um, our guys, I know, they're, I know they're hungry. I know they're up to the challenge. And for us, we just want to give ourselves a chance to win. Um, give ourselves a, a chance to play our best basketball and be connected. By the way, I got to believe there's a lot of traditionalists in the old A-Sun that are rooting for the JU Dolphins here because there are a lot of newcomers that are left in that Absolutely. final four. <laughs> Bellarmine, Liberty, Jacksonville State. Well, hey, especially Jacksonville State being from the OVC who used to always <laughs> kick our butt in football. So, Coach, I'm pumping extra hard, man. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, hey, people like tradition, man. You got to carry that flag for the old-timers uh, in the A-Sun. Hey, the one thing, though, about your team, really, Austin's right. You guys have been built on your defense, and you're in every game because of it. you got to feel like you're in every game because of it. But, it, you know, we talked to you earlier in the year, and your defense was off to a nice start, and and uh, you can do that for a bit. Does it at all surprise you that you guys have been able to be this good night in, night out with the consistency? Uh, you can appreciate your guys, the mindset's there most of the time, but, I mean, Coach, it, it hadn't, it's been like every night that these guys come to play on that end of the floor. You know what? A lot of credit has been to my staff. I have a great staff: uh, Scott Cherry, Trevor DeLoach, Vince Martin. You know, those guys. Um, they work day in and day out, trying to make sure that um, our players, you know, build the right skill sets. Um, do the, you know, repetition daily to make sure that these guys are locked in on the defensive end of the floor. And so, um, you know, I would like to try to take credit for it, but at the same time, our players' attitudes—they bought in. But also our staff, man. Those guys work twenty-four-seven trying to make sure that our players are bought in and they have our playing staff. Anytime a coach comes into a new situation, you know, sometimes it does take a little while for to, you know, for his message to get across to the players, um, for them to kind of build a new blueprint of how he wants things done. You guys have seemed to gravitate towards that very quickly. When did you know that you had something special with this team? Um, you know what? We had a, a, a non-conference uh, scrimmage. First, one of my close friends, Dusty May, at Florida Atlantic University. And, you know, they, they ended up beating us probably about eight or nine. And I remember, you know, just taking his brain after our scrimmage and kind of asking his thoughts on what he thought about our team. And, you know, he didn't really talk about offense. He didn't really talk about defense. He just talked about how hard our guys competed. And, and how much, you know, they were locked in. I said, really? He's like, man, it's, it's crazy how um, how you guys, how hard you guys played. And for me, another coach to say that, that meant that, you know, obviously you want, you want players to have, follow your game plan. You want to give them the X and O's. But it, it, it's a unique skill set to have guys who want to play for you and to run through a wall for you. And for me to hear him say that, one of my peers I respect um, heavily within our profession, um, I knew we had something special.
Jordan Mitzi with us on ESPN 690, a first-year coach of the JU Dolphins, and it's been awesome. 20 wins, 15-0 at home into the semifinals of the ASUN Men's Basketball Tournament tomorrow night against Jacksonville State. You guys opened a new facility, a practice facility, just last month, like in the middle of the season. Uh, have you guys been able to use that? Have you, has, has it helped even the last month or so of whether it's practices or the kids being excited about things or just from a logistical standpoint or, or will that, all that stuff with the new facility kind of take place once the season's over? It gave us an extra boost, to be honest. You know, we were coming off a three-game um, three losing streak, and we were able to come back off the road. And our AD, I was Rick Gilbert, he actually timed it up just right. And so as soon as we got off the road, our guys kind of got rejuvenated, being able to go into the gym, um, being in a place where they can work on their game 24 hours a day, um, and then having, you know, most, uh, 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 a lot of different baskets where our guys can do small things as far as shooting free throws. And for us, you know, that, that's a huge thing. So our, our free throw uh, percentage has gone up since the building has, uh, has been available, so that's a good thing. But at the same time, it's, uh, it's an unbelievable facility. Big-time weight room, and like I said, it's a, it's a pleasure to have. That's awesome. That's uh, that's actually pretty cool when you can have something tangible like that. You're actually a free throw percentage has gone up in yeah. the last month since uh, since you opened that. Uh, one last one, Swisher Gymnasium. We got to recognize it again. Fifteen and zero. The fans were great. It obviously doesn't fit a, a ton of people. Uh, and by the way, it's been knocked and criticized at times over the years. But I mean, it, it really has. I mean, it, it has. Like, there's a cool feeling about it. That's it's there's a reason they call it historic Swisher. Yeah. But you guys really embraced it. And and heck, now you're like. Don't ever move this thing, right? I'm undefeated here. Yeah, Jaguars players showing up. I saw it, man. That's just the place to be. <laughs> do, do not demolish this building ever. I'm undefeated. Drake's going to show up, I feel like, one of these years, man. Drake might show up and support the JU Dolphins. I appreciate it. Did, did you, seriously, Coach, did you did you do something today? Like, hey, let's embrace this. Did, were there any of those kind of conversations about let's um, let's make this our home court advantage? I mean, you, you can do that in a – in a gym where you can feel everybody breathing, basically. You know what? Um, on my on my interview, I got a chance to sit down with President Cost, and um, you know, we actually had a chance. We were walking through Swisher Gymnasium together, and he just talked about you know different legends, who, whether it's artists or D. Brown, who um, actually had, had played in Swisher. And so for me, you know, he said, uh, what, "What are your thoughts?" And I said, "I think it's going to be an unbelievable home court advantage." especially if we get the students, the community, and the faculty and staff to come out and support us. And, you know, it, it all it all fell into place sooner than later, but it's an unbelievable home court advantage. Um, our guys love it. And, like I said, it's paid its dividends, especially in conference play, as far as being a place that's hard to come in and execute offensively and then defensively. Our guys, they, they get energy from the crowd to be able to do what they do day in and day out. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, well, congratulations on doing that and really changing the culture instantaneously at Jacksonville University. Good luck tomorrow. Two more wins. Go play well. Um, it's been a phenomenal year, but let's get greedy, Coach. Uh, you got all the Jacksonville rooting for you in the next couple of games, and, and I'm sure the rest of the A-Suns rooting for you as well. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. You bet. Uh, that's Jordan Mincy, head coach at uh, Jacksonville University. Really cool to see JU playing well and uh, hitting some of those milestones uh, fun. And you mentioned, you did mention J the Jags were out there like in full oh, force yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. weeks ago. That, that was, was fun. Cool. That was really cool. You know, yeah. I mean, they've really made, it's a fun atmosphere. Like uh, Marcel 
even the video like he had last night from over there, you can tell, like you can feel it. Yeah. And uh, I love it. I love what uh, Mincy's doing. And uh, let's see what JU can do tomorrow. It's always tough going on the road. Jacksonville State's very good. Uh, the four teams remaining are very good, so you never know how it's going to go. But two wins away from the NCAA tournament. That would be really cool. Really, really cool for the JU Dolphins uh, to punch their ticket to the dance. We are live at TBC Sawgrass. That's pretty cool on a Friday as well. Right behind the 17th hole tee box. It's a beautiful day here in Ponte Vedra, and we're getting ready for the 2022 players. More to come, including a live edition of NBA Slam Poetry and the first review of Batman. <laughs> because Austin went this oh, morning. Yeah. What this morning? Why didn't bring me popcorn? Well, I mean, who gets popcorn at 10 a.m.? We'll what be are back we animals? On ESPN 690. Preparation. It's like having a religion, you know, when you prepare a, a certain way with a certain amount of intensity and and commitment that uh, and you do it every every time, every game to make every game that important. But uh, that, that's how I've lived my whole life. I've spent so much time. I, this is our 90th practice. So in 47 years, I've probably, this is probably my 4,500 practice plan. <laughs> that's crazy, huh? That is uh, Mike Krzyzewski, of course. Do you think when you Finale coach- Finale tomorrow. You think when you coach for that long, like do you recycle the pregame speeches? You got. You to. have to, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to. It was interesting. You see Jay Billis. I retweeted it. Like his, the like the recruiting letter. <laughs> it was really funny. It was just. It was like old school, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was pretty good stuff uh, uh, that Billis shared. And Mike Chashevsky, really one of the the great ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of thinking of this t- today. It's like if you could have the career of one of those guys, and we could think about it. Maybe we'll talk about it before the end of the show. You know, think about the legends, right? Uh, that I mean, Beheim might be on his way out soon enough. I mean, you you take Wooden out of it, yeah. um, you know, even a Patino and his successes. I'm talking about like the on the court stuff, okay? Uh, you know, Shashevsky would be pretty darn close to the top of anybody's list. W- Williams was up there before he retired. Right, that's you know? it. So yeah. you could pick like, and and there are there are at least a handful of legendary coaches to pick from. Yeah, and kind of like which one? Like did Duke? The expectations at Duke are so much, like, did they disappoint a little bit at times? I mean, they were a first-round exit from, like, Mercer and other teams. Like, they had really good teams where they didn't get it done. Correct. So, yeah. but they also got it done quite a bit. They've been pretty consistent know. though and, as well. And it, yeah. Listen, I always say this. When you can be a college team and be basically like the New York Yankees are in terms Correct. of how you're looked at. Yes. Meaning people either love Duke or hate Duke. Yep. And the bandwagoners love Duke, like they love the Yankees or like the Dodgers or like the Lakers, mm-hmm. right? That's a, kind of the joke. Like, if you like Duke, do you like the Cowboys and the Yankees as well? Of course. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and, and I think I'm, you probably would. And you probably Notre would. Notre Dame football? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but yeah. that's who Duke is. And yeah. you, I, I hated Duke growing up, mm-hmm. um, to be honest. Like, I, I didn't like – they wouldn't too much. They were, yeah. I, I got tired of them. Yeah. But I appreciate Duke now more than ever. And then when I went there, too, you really even appreciate uh, what they built there. So that was kind of cool. Brent Morton, Austin Lane, uh, Brian Middleton here on a Friday. Uh, we are live at TPC Sawgrass checking us out on the video feeds, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Mm-hmm. You're seeing a beautiful sight. Cool. Uh, and it's cool because uh, the fan shop's open. Again, open tomorrow, 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, but open uh, today. And you can see some people mingling around and taking pictures of uh, 17. 
Mm-hmm. So are you going to do a live rendition of Slam Poetry? Is it going to take I a could. few minutes? What do you mean it's going to take a few minutes? About three minutes left. Should we do it on the other side? I would probably break? do it on the other side, yeah, because there's too many people around us right now anyway. So let's, let's let them clear out, take their pictures, and then I'll do it when we come back All in. All right. Well, then I can ask you this. Yeah. How was Batman? Whew, Brett, let me tell you. Um, for, it was really three hours. They weren't lying about that. Long so, movie. So give us a story. You went at, by yourself at 10 a.m. this morning? Yeah, so I was going to go last night, and then I didn't get done with the podcast until like 9.30, so it just wasn't going to be pretty in terms of an early morning. So I um, opted to go at 10 a.m., asked the wife. She obviously did not want to go with because she thinks I'm a crazy person. Uh, at 10 a.m., going to see a movie, but I left my morning show. Um, saw it, and I, I was very impressed. Um, I, I would probably put it, like, in the Batman rankings. I, I would still say that Dark Knight is my favorite Batman movie, but this one right here, it's it's a close second. It's a close really? second. And I will say this. Robert Patterson, I wasn't very nice to you in terms of when, when they announced you as the next Batman. I was not buying the hype. I've never seen Twilight. I saw you in Tenet. I liked you in that, but that was about it. Um, this dude... Really gave a great performance. It was good. But Brent, believe me when I tell you, he 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 showed off his acting chops. He busted his butt and he got my respect. All right. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Jordan, Jordan Game Seven type stuff. What I don't know is what changes. Like, why do you put it second? Like, what's so, the delineation for you? Yeah. Hours away from just seeing it and finishing it. So I'll say this: the reason I like the Dark Knight so much was because the Joker. Um, because yeah, it was such a your... it was such a crazy performance by Heath Ledger. I mean, I think one of the greatest acting roles of all time, yeah. really. Uh, and so for, that stands and, out. And unfortunately, you know, I think a big part of him, you know, eventually passing away yeah. was because of that role. So um, you talk about a guy who absolutely enthralled himself in that. This movie, it's not. I mean, it's definitely villain. Um, driven, but it's more Batman driven. Okay. You you leave this movie with a newfound respect for Batman because it is a Batman movie. It's not a Joker movie. This is a Batman movie. So uh, I left the theater with much respect for Robert Patterson and how he portrayed Batman, but also the, the villain who's the Riddler in this one. Um, it's very believable because like the Joker's all the top crazy. This was more like I can see somebody on the street acting like this. Interesting. So it was a little more relatable. Real, I, real, I, I would realistic. say very realistic. Very realistic. I mean, you could see a lot of things that happened in the movie happening in real life. So it's, it's a little. You said a couple of times that this one was compared to kind of like the darkness of like Seven. Oh yeah. Do you yeah. still feel that so, way? Is that accurate? Literally, I, I would say it's a combination of Seven, uh, Saw, the movie Saw. I've seen that. And then Batman. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great, so great movie. Go. I highly recommend it. Good reviews. A plus. A plus. A plus. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. <laughs> Is that copyright? Probably. Am I going to jail? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh, probably. <laughs> and mostly because you didn't bring me popcorn. It was 10 a.m., man. Football at 5 when we come back on ESPN 690.